Hello everyone and welcome to part 2 of Taboo Talk with Nikki. So in the first part, we introduced Nikki, we ran through a lot of great advice, we talked about how to manage work and life, we talked about different stigmas that we face, the different pressures from ourselves, and now we have a lot much more, so welcome back. You said your family business, it's all female run, was it like your dad then that stayed with you guys or was it also your mother running the, the fashion business and taking care of you guys? Mm-hmm. So our family business was led by women up until my dad's generation, uh-huh. like he's a man, uh-huh. um, but I'll, I'll speak to my grandmother because I didn't meet my great grandmother, but speaking to my grandmother and like a lot of other female leaders that I see in the Philippines, people are able to do that because it's a very like community-based effort Mm. i think in like a more individualistic society is really hard because you can't rely on like the constant and like deep support of other community members as much and that's something that i really love about filipino culture everyone is ready to help everyone it's very community oriented there's a lot of emphasis on connection so i think it is possible to do it all but not without help i think people get caught and like spin in this dream and it's an illusion of doing it all by yourself humans are social creatures i think it's a bit naive to think that you can do it all all by yourself and i think that if we move through life being aware of the fact that we do need help and we do need others and putting as much value into the relationships that are important to us as we do in our like career or our financial success is very very important because who's going to pick you up when you fall and the higher you go the further you fall right so like paying attention to your people is just as important as paying attention to your career path i'm a huge believer in that do you want to go back to the philippines then when you're older i think it's definitely something i see in the future when i'm older but for now like in this part of my life i definitely want to be here and also discover who i am like away from what i'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. because i i think another important theme that we're touching on here is making choices and being comfortable in your choices even if they're different from others making good choices for yourself is so contingent upon how well you know yourself and how self-aware you are because it's one thing to be like i'm just gonna do what i want no one will tell me you know what to do and i'm going to be controversial for the sake of controversial being controversial i don't think that's necessarily smart i think making different choices is something that needs a lot of forethought Mm self-knowledge self-awareness because then you know that even if you're not following the traditional path you know it's the path for you but you can't be blind to what you need the causes and costs and consequences of what you're choosing so self-knowledge is really important especially if you want to go your own way yeah so i know that for us we come from a society where it's very much everyone does the same Mm. in spain you go to school with the same people then you go to the university with the same people um you get similar jobs everybody stays in spain i see it as a monotonous society and that's why i kind of was like for me my choice that was like i need to do this for myself was like coming to the u.s there's no cs there there's like only engineering there's like very limited options and if you like that life perfect like i see my friends back home and they're super happy Mm. but for me i needed like a change but as you said like i didn't do it just because like i was like okay i need to like rebel and i need to like do my own thing no it was like the smart decision for me it was like if i want like a certain life if i stay here i know i can't get it but eventually i do want to go back because i think like raising my children there with my people like my community will Mm -hmm. be like the best and here as you said it's like super individualistic society even the houses they're like 
so spread afar. Like when you go, I don't know. I used to go to camp in North Carolina, and I went to my friend's house, and I was like, okay, like it's a lovely house. It's so big, but it's like house empty lot house mm-hmm. empty lot it's like so far like you can't walk anywhere so i do miss like that sense of community which at college we do have it from other students but also like more of a like family feel i don't know what you think yeah. i went to the same school for 13 years and then i was sent to boarding school so that kind of broke the cycle of the conventional traditional path after when i came back it was sort of it was strange I need to be in a place where I'm not fully comfortable to perform well because otherwise I get too lazy. I feel like coming to the U.S. has allowed me to put myself out there and challenge myself, discover who I am and what I want for myself. So I would have never stayed in my home country. You know, I think it depends on your personality as well. But for me, at least... I think the most growth I've ever had was when I've been abroad, Mm -hmm. you know, doing my own thing and trying new things, especially. And it's a whole nother, like, different, like, you get a different perspective, you get a different mindset. Yeah, because you meet people all around the world, right? Like, Nikki, you're from the Philippines, I'm from Spain. We're classmates, we're friends. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen in the past at all. So I feel like that's very powerful. Not only you discover new things, but also your mind is wider yeah. because you know that there's more beyond, you know, your sort of bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember writing like the college essays and I was like, why do you want to come to the U.S.? And I was like, I see different cultures, meet different people. I have Turkish friends, you're, you're Philippine, uh, mm-hmm. French, and a lot from the U.S., a lot from Latin America, like from everywhere. And we don't get the chance to do it in Spain. Yeah. And I think it's great because I think I saw Statistic BU is like one of the most international schools in the United States. And I think that's amazing. I I only wish that like, you know, obviously we were all lucky enough to be able to afford to go abroad. And I wish that the opportunity not even to like just necessarily go to university in the United States. I think you can get a great university everywhere. I just wish that like and this is why I care also a lot about education, that the opportunity to be educated in different parts of the world away from your home country was a lot more accessible Mm -hmm. to a wider set of people because yeah there's immense value in traveling and learning as you go cycle Mm -hmm. another like difference from the u.s to at least spain is the um, here they prioritize mental health way more like i've learned to be so much more in tune with myself i feel like when i was in high school i didn't really like listen to my body like we were saying i didn't like take care of myself because again everyone's doing the same so i just had this routine and i was like I'm just gonna follow but here it's so much about taking care of yourself prioritizing yourself prioritizing your mental health because if you don't then you're not gonna like succeed so i don't know if you have any tip or how you prioritize yourself yeah i'm a very mental health oriented person just because i've really struggled with my mental health since i was very very young and i've learned a lot about taking care of your mental health number one if you have access and you can afford it go to therapy i think there's no one in the world who wouldn't benefit from therapy it's a phenomenal exercise secondly i think it's important for us to realize that our mental health is connected to our physical self like literally Mm -hmm. again like you have nerves you know in your brain connected to your gut like all of these things and understanding that taking care of yourself mentally is connected to taking care of yourself physically that's really really important i also think that don't also want to be using mental health as like a crutch because there's definitely an aspect of gen z culture that's very like oh my god like 
I dropped my Starbucks. I need a mental health day. (laughs) (laughs) That is not it. You know, I mean, I think that's so unrealistic. Also does injustice to like the real mental health struggles that people have out there. So like, I'm sorry you drop your Starbucks. But like when we talk about mental health, I mean, like it's like if we approach it similar to physical health, you know, we need to learn how to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm learn how to be okay with being uncomfortable because that's where you find growth yeah. right and pushing yourself is important so like i i don't believe in using mental health as a crutch mm-hmm. now i do believe in taking care of your mental health and also another thing i think this is also very big mm-hmm. woman specific thing is that relying on yourself to take care of yourself knowing how to be there for yourself and not always looking outside to others to protect you I mean, of course, I was just talking about connection, and that is so important. But I think that forming good and healthy connections is contingent upon knowing that at the end of the day, I'm still there for me. And then that gives you more space and energy to bond and connect and take care of other people. And more freedom as well. Yeah, like so much freedom, right? So that's my thoughts on mental health, very brief. I think learning how to control your thoughts is important for mental health because we get caught up. We get caught up in repetitive thoughts that are not healthy for us. And I've been exploring this thing where you meditate, where you have to detach from your thoughts and look at them from the outside with non-judgment. Yeah, I mean, I think to me what it sounds like you're doing is that you're treating your brain as like an entire thing and taking care of it. And I think it's also really funny because I wonder why people don't take care of their brains and their minds the way people are so obsessed with taking care of their bodies. Like, we should treat it with equal importance, right? Mm -hmm. The brain needs to be maintained and cared for, too. One thing I will push back against, though, is, like, I think in our culture right now, there is such a a drive and a push and an obsession with being happy. You're not going to be happy all the time. I, I just don't believe it, you know? And I think if you're happy all the time and you're too comfortable... And you're not pushing yourself because I would Mm -hmm. like to make a distinction between happiness and joy, right? Happiness can be a surface level feeling. But I think joy, which is more of what you're speaking about, Gigi, is like this constant sense of like fulfillment, of peace, of gratitude, even when things don't feel amazing. And learning how to sit with feelings of discomfort, learning how to make uncomfortable or unpleasant sacrifices and decisions Mm -hmm. in the name of something bigger that puts you to sleep well at night it's so much more fulfilling because then you'll really be able to look back at your life and be like i lived a joyful one and i always talk about this with my mom we always say that there's nothing in life worth holding on to that isn't hard to get Mm -hmm. you know if something something or someone comes to you too easily maybe it wasn't really yours to begin with once you've put the work in and you've earned it then you know it's yours for sure and it's there to stay that's really good advice take care of your brain because for example if i'm like anxious i have a lot of anxiety then that triggers my physical mm-hmm. health to be worse. Like, I feel the anxiety in my stomach. It's like a knot. Sometimes I won't even realize that I'm, like, anxious, and then my body tells me. Exactly. <laughs> As women, like, we have very intuitive bodies, and our bodies are always communicating with us because they're very sensitive. Yeah. Don't try to, like, crush that sensitivity or crush that intuition. Mm-hmm. should listen to it. Like, gut feelings are big. One thing I do, I keep an anti-anxiety handbook. So I have my Google Calendar. I have like Asana, which is a project management software that I use to organize like all the million like tasks. I know that. Yeah, you know that. Like I have so many, so many like layers of planning. So I get everything done. But what's different about my anti-anxiety handbook, okay, it's basically like I guess what people would call a journal, but it's a to-do list. You know, I separate it into like morning, afternoon, and evening, and I take the tasks from like the Asana or the Google Calendar, big deadlines, like I have to do 
do this reading. Mm -hmm. I have to write this section of the paper. I have to submit like this other paper and do this presentation. That is there. But what I also put there are go to the gym or wake up and drink a lot of water and have your coffee Mm -hmm. or like cook a lunch um, at night. Like when I'm really struggling, I love to do a face mask and I write the Mm -hmm. face mask there and it will be like, I have it on the same page as like my big work career achievement oriented task. I put the simple self-care thing to the same level of importance. Mm -hmm. So when I see them on the same page and I look at everything I've checked off on at the end of the day, I'm like, I did a lot. Sometimes if you spend all day working, you're like, wait, what the hell did I do? I just like sat in front of a book all day. There's still 500 more pages to read. But then when you look at the other stuff, you're like, no, wait, I attended to all aspects of myself and my life. And like, Mm -hmm. I can feel like, I think it's good putting time into your schedule for that. Mm -hmm. For me, it just feels very empowering to be out and, you know, look at the view of the city and look at things from sort of the outside. That's nice. I also love taking my walks. I like walk out of my house at like 1 a.m. I'm like, okay, time to like get some fresh air because sometimes that's what you need. Yeah, I think all the strategies we talked about, like everyone can use Mm -hmm. for like different times and different states of being like they're all so different, but so valid. Any last tips you guys want to share? Yeah, be confident that you are valuable because people will respond and react to that differently, especially in a world that makes you want to question how much you're worth. Know that you're worth a lot. Mm -hmm. That's so That's amazing. I think I would say believe in yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people put boundaries inside their heads where they limit themselves. And, you know, they're their worst enemy in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you both for coming. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks, guys, for having me. It was really fun. Thank you, Nikki. It was great having you. Thank you. If you have any questions for the team, you know, you can email us at thestickfem at gmail.com or either Instagram or LinkedIn at the stick fam thank you again i hope you enjoyed bye